0: The impudence, the audacity, the unmitigated gall of those knuckleheads of liberty podcasters daring to voice opinions outside the mainstream of accepted thought. Listen, if you dare, it's angry, it's funny,
1: it's even sometimes sad, but it's always based on freedom and justice, as you will see. Here's our host, Jason McPhee.
0: Welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty. We are coming to you on November 14th, 2022, just about a week after the midterms. Uh, boy, I tell you, it always seems depressing for libertarians after these things. But, you know, we have a, an escape for you this time. We're going to be talking about free speech issues. And we have a special guest today from FIRE, uh, Zach Greenberg. Uh, and FIRE is the Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression. Um, so uh, he, he'll help uh, uh Let's discuss some of these free speech issues. Uh, so before we jump into them, let me introduce you to the panel. In our upper left-hand corner, we have Leon, the word Brathwaite, last word in Liberty. He is a retired engineer in the state of California. Yeah, no screaming eagle uh, this week, but uh, hopefully he'll be back next week. And um, in our upper right-hand corner, we have Zach Greenberg, our guest today from FIRE. He is the senior program officer student of student organizations and campus rights uh, advocacy um, for FIRE. So let's jump into some of these topics. We've got them from far and wide today. And our first stop in talking about free speech is Iran. So uh, boy, they've got some uh, uh, interesting stuff going on there. So, you know, this, this almost really shows, you know, how terrible things can get if we don't really watch our rights and pay attention to him here in this country because boy I tell you they're talking about uh, uh hijabs which are you know kind of like a form of mask and all of the just horrific things that can come when people try and force some of these things on other people and uh there they had a woman who was uh, uh her name was Masha Amini and she was uh, uh, apparently uh a uh, 22-year-old woman who was visiting, I guess, uh, from, uh, she was a Kurdish woman, and yes. the the police arrested her, and I guess she wasn't wearing her, um, uh, let's see, it's, uh, it's a hijab, it's, a, it's, it's a hijab. something that she yeah. must
1: cover her hair, all women must cover their hair in these Islamic countries. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a face covering, and she wasn't wearing it. No, it's not face it. covering. No,
1: no, no, Jason. Oh, okay. It's not face it's, just, it's
0: just the head covering, then. Just yeah, the head scarf. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just the head scarf. Okay. So, uh, and in this case, she was not wearing it in conforming with the standards that the police there wanted. And they, they beat her while she was in custody after they arrested her, and she wound up dying. And that led to massive protests uh, in the country and and then it led for a call from the parliament to to uh essentially um give the death penalty to protesters there so it's just absolutely insane uh, you know, and, and I mean, my gosh, you know, some of the rhetoric I remember hearing when we were talking about COVID and how some people were just, just fine, you know, maybe uh, if, if you weren't going to conform, uh, you lose your job, you know, uh, maybe, maybe we're not even going to treat you in a hospital or, you know, we give you, uh, Yeah, I, I can remember there were cases of people waiting for an organ transplant and they were literally not willing, they, they were going to say, Oh no, sorry, you're not going to get it because yeah. uh, you're not willing to take our vaccine or something else like that. So, uh, Um, uh, But anyways, this is just really crazy. I mean, they've had thousands and thousands of people protesting. It's caused a lot of disruption. And uh, you can see in this picture here, uh, the, the, the road is just all clogged up. There's looks like there might be a car on fire there. But essentially, you know, uh, pretty serious rioting, you know, uh, uh, going on there. Um, so, uh, you know, w- w- what do you guys think about this? It just uh, really seems like w- where things can spiral to if we're not careful about our rights.
1: Well, Zach, Zach why don't you go ahead? You're, you're a guest on our show, so why don't you go ahead?
2: Sure thing. Well, obviously, I don't know anything about hair scarves or hair in general, but I do know a little <laughs> bit about free <pretty>
1: speech
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, And... And how that how that imp- impacts uh, people's ability to wear expressive clothing, right? Speech is not just expression is the word we say. Expression is the clothes we wear, the people hang out with, the God we worship or not worship. And in Iran, I many of these countries having a an official religion of the nation and the laws of that religion being um, religion being imposed upon people, you can see how repressive that may be. And the funny part is, in Iran's constitution and their policies, they do promise free speech, but it's a very different form of free speech than we're accustomed to in America, where we have a, a toleration of different viewpoints and ideas. And I think this situation in Iran shows how, um, if you're going to go down this road of oppression and censorship, you're going to have to do a lot of it because with the internet nowadays and with people out there protesting and expressing themselves, um, it's just really difficult to enforce a, a conformity and orthodoxy in a nation of of, I believe it's millions, tens of millions of people. Mm.
1: You know, you know, um, it's it's so very easy to say. Well, of course, you know, we are in, we are, we are here in the United States, in our constitutional republic, and something like this could never happen here in the United States. Uh, we, we so far we so far away from from you know the death penalty for for um, for people who are expressing themselves in whatever form they choose to we are so far from that, you know, things like that can never happen here. But when you think about this, this thing about cancer culture that is ongoing right now in our society, how far are we, are we really? In Canada, just during the, um, during the, um, the COVID uh, uh, protests and all that, look at what was happening in Canada. Just to the North, one of the beacons of free speech in, in, um, in, 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 in North America, and look at what they were trying to do to those truckers. The government of Canada was trying to shut down truckers in every possible way they could think about, just because they disagreed with the narrative out there. Here in the United States, we have this cancer culture where people are losing their livelihood because of something they said. There are people who are losing jobs and, and associations because of something that was said. So it may sound extreme, that we are not at the level of what's going on in Iran right now. But how far away are, are we really if we don't protect free speech, if we don't protect that First Amendment, if we don't ha- keep on having an organization like yours, Zach, really and truly fighting to make sure that the tenants of that, of that First Amendment, that, that thing that gave us the right of free speech and free expression, If we don't have organizations like yours out there fighting for those things, what will happen to us if we, if not end up on that dark alley to where Iran is right now?
2: Yeah, you're right. It's a slippery slope. We get a lot of case universities of, um, the ministry is telling students they can't wear their letters, the fraternity letters, charity letters on campus. I mean, this may seem like a, a benign restriction to you, but look what's happening in Iran right now. You know, you, you have to wear, you can't wear religious clothing. It's That's how it starts people telling the people what they should wear, what they should believe, and, and punishing them for not conforming.
0: Well, yeah. and and beyond just that too. I mean, think about it. When you don't step up for those principles, when they when issues first come up, think about COVID, right? I mean, when we first heard two weeks to stop the spread, uh, that was essentially lockdowns, right? And they were telling people yes. that you were going to lose the right to go to work, to do uh, you know, to run your business, whatever it was, and. Yeah, almost nobody stood up for the those principles at that point. Everybody was going, "Oh, sure, okay, we'll all be safe." <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there seems to be some, you know, some kind of scare or other. Uh, I guess you know, communal drive to do something, and we just toss out those individual liberties so easily. It seems like. Um,
1: but-, but you see, what what is happening is that government officials or maybe administrators on campuses they <laughs> inject this fear into society. They inject this thing. Oh, goodness, COVID is going to kill us. So we have to give up our rights. Oh, my God, somebody will be offended. So we have to give up our rights. Oh, my God, if we don't do this, some disaster is going to fall us. Maybe, you know, like climate change. Oh, my God, we got to do something. And every time we have to do something, that something is giving up our rights of speech and expression. And that is the problem is this injection of fear into society. And that's what's going on in Iran right now. Is that they they are terrified at the prospect of people being able to freely express themselves, whether it's not to wear the hijab or not to criticize some aspect of of this of an Islamic society. They are terrified of it because what will happen? They will lose control. But it, so every time, every time you see these things of where people are telling us, "Oh, we have to give up our rights." Every single time it involves violations of the First Amendment. Every single time, violation of a universal concept, well, it should be universal, the universal concept of us being able to freely express ourselves. Mm. And in Iran, and soon to be probably in the United States, unless we stop this, this is where we're going to end up, in this dark place where there's some governmental authority telling us what to think, what to say, and what to believe. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, it's kind of funny too, Zach, because when you mentioned the uh, uh, not being an issue or an expert on hair, I was, I was thinking about the Taliban, you know, when they came into power, they literally said all men have to have a beard that is a certain length long, you yeah. know, it had to be, yes. I think it was a six inch beard or something like that. And it couldn't be yeah. longer, couldn't be shorter, <laughs> it had to be exactly a certain, you know, length. So I, you know, it, it is absolutely, you know, goes to crazy levels. It seems like at least with respect to uh, individual liberty, you know, these just seem like absolute uh just uh, I, I guess things could just go to uh, unimaginable places if we're not careful <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah
2: yeah <laughs> the old memes like you know like hairstyling the taliban here's your beard here's your hair. Was, like, so in so line when that came out i'm like i'm glad to be in philadelphia not in uh Toronto right now. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, well,
0: well, speaking of unimaginable places, uh, we're, we're going to take you to a little bit close to home for me and Leon, and that is uh, here in California, um, our <laughs> our authoritarian government has decided <laughs> that if you're a doctor, you, you can't practice unless you're Views are in line with that of the state on things, and so uh, recently they passed a a bill that said that a doctor, if he tells his patient something other than what has been approved on COVID dogma, that you know, that they essentially they're going to pull their license. So uh, it just seems absolutely insane. I mean, I, I, I thought you know that uh, a, a person's medical freedom was supposed to be between them and their doctor, not between whatever the state tells their doctor (laughs) that they're supposed to do. Uh, What do you guys think about this? I mean, this seems absolutely uh, bonkers.
2: Yeah, these these misinformation disinformation bans are one of the most serious threats to free speech we're facing. The the government doesn't have a monopoly on truth here. Allowing individuals, especially professionals like doctors to come to their own medical consensus is the most important thing we have for the advancement of our society and the the notion that the the government has a role to play between the patient and the doctor um, is really an, an invasion of liberty, an invasion of free speech. And it's, we're, we need to see how this plays out. We need to understand you know, the text, the statute, and you know, what it actually um, affects and, and restricts. But just the, the overall notion that doctors can be punished for unprofessional conduct akin to you know, botching a surgery or, or, or prescribing you know, a, a wrong advice because they give their patients choices is egregious.
1: You know, and you know it, this this whole thing about COVID and the um and um and all the issues around all of and this this thing about censoring doctors, you know this thing started during during the the pandemic. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys remember there were several doctors. Uh, well, here in California, Jason, I think you remember this. There were several doctors who, I don't know if their license were actually pulled, but they certainly were um were threatened with with losing their license if they if they were prescribing um, um, hydroxychloroquine to, to, to any of their patients. I mean, exactly. this, was a, this is a potentially a real problem, where, the, the, I mean, when we're talking about quote unquote reproductive rights, one of the big things they always talk about is that this has to be an issue between the, the, the doctor and, and the patient and all that kind of stuff and things like that. But when we're talking about COVID, now they're telling us it's not between the doctor and the patients, it's between the doctor and the patient and the government. And this is a real, is, is, is a real problem mm-hmm. because look at what was happening at the federal level. If you guys remember, Biden and company was trying to form this disinformation governance board. Yeah, Imagine that. The government, the federal government in the United States, which is the biggest emitter of disinformation <laughs> and misinformation, is now trying to tell us what, what, we should, what we should believe. If you just think about the absurdity of that, but this is the path we are heading on you see 1st they were trying to find uh, um do this disinformation board or whatever the hell we're going to call it now we have gavin newsom and company trying to do this oh we're going to pass this law and then we're going to punish doctors if they don't if they don't conform to the narrative as prescribed by the by the government i guess they're saying they're saying it's a, it's a medical board or one of the medical boards or whatever but all of this is this dark path that we're heading down where free speech don't mean as much. And we have to stop these things. And this is where organizations like Zach's organization have to be with us fighting against these people. We really have to fight this. Otherwise, you're going to end up in a dark place.
2: we find the good fight. It's funny with the pandemic. Was, the, there's a report, and one thing I like to talk about, in, in China, uh, 2019, November, where a scientist was saying there's a new, newfound disease going around, affecting people and killing them in Wuhan. And that guy... The first guy who was like, this is an issue here, was jailed and punished, and you haven't heard from him in a couple of years, but probably got to his family. So this, this whole thing started really with censorship, with repression, um, going mm. back years, and it's continuing to this day, um, using COVID and coronavirus as an excuse to you know, make sure people conform and say the right things. Yeah.
0: Well, not only that, we can't even get straight stories about if American funding was used in yeah. in you know these laboratories and everything else. So, I mean, there's just all the suppression of information that should be public information. So it's just uh, it's just bonkers one way or another. But the the other th- thing that's a little bit crazy here too is that when we're talking about doctors, I mean, th- this really is you know and a sort of an extension of science here that we're talking about and and what science is about is people questioning uh, you know and exactly. so you know maybe your doctor sees something that's a little bit different with you because we're all different we're not all the exact same individual and so we may all have slightly different needs and the idea that some government body is going to have one size-fits-all solution for everybody it just seems a, a counter science anyway. <laughs> so yeah.
1: And, and there's a presumption in here that the governments have some sort of monopoly on truth or on science for that matter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So a- absolutely uh, bonkers. I, I did have one other question for you, Zach. Is this something that will potentially uh, could go to the Supreme Court or something like that as uh, a constitutional issue, this, this case in California? Or is this something that is probably just going to have to be something that's worked out within the state?
2: It's a good question because it's a tricky constitutional legal issue because the government has some role in establishing medical standards, right? Doctors get their licenses from these licensing authorities. And you know, if doctors are out there prescribing people to drink bleach, obviously that's an issue, right? You can you can kind of come down on that and and you know suppress their their speech, their advice that way. So it's it's more of an issue of shared governance of how how egregious the restriction is and how tailored it is towards medical necessity and so this is a situation where you really got to just kind of look at the statute devils in the details figure out what's being restricted here and it could be challenged i'm sure doctors like lawyers are very litigious they'll get a lawyer up and get this um you know at least in some court in california and uh, i'd be curious to see how the judge rules Hmm. okay
0: well, Whoa. you know, I, I guess, uh, you know, now it's probably a good time to shift to a more local level. So we've been to sort of the international level then we've stopped at the state level here in California. And now we're uh, jumping over to Michigan where they had a, a mayor in a town of East Point. Maybe we could get the visual up on this one, James. Uh, she literally, it's, a, it's a, um, uh, well, a city council meeting where it's open to the public to give comment. And the public shows up. And the mayor, uh, that's this woman right here, she literally would not allow anybody to speak as people tried to speak. She yeah. just she just drowned them out saying, I'm not going to allow you to slander me or criticize me. And so they didn't literally even get their chance to speak, which is insane. And I, and you guys are involved in this, uh, I, I understand as well. Zach, uh, could you tell us a little more about the story?
2: First of all, you got a lot you know, small-town America or like people going to a public comment period and just like telling their officials what's what. It's like the, the purest form of democracy and free speech, right? You just go up there and you say, hey, this is what I believe in. You have to listen to me because this is a public forum, First Amendment, you're my elected official. That's part of what makes the American experience great. However, in this case, you have this mayor who's um, being criticized by her constituents, and she's essentially saying, no, you can't speak. We will not have speech about this issue, me, my mayoral, my mayoral, you know, uh, tenure here um, about this issue in this public forum, and that is an egregious, clear violation of citizens' right to confront their governments. Um, it's why the colonists broke away from King George, right? It's like it's, it goes back a long time. Um, holding our elected officials accountable, um, and just being able to bring our grievances to them, and um, it's clear viewpoint discrimination. And Fire's actually filed a lawsuit against. Um, the mayor and the, and the government there um, to vindicate the citizens' right to speak and to send a message to really all local governments across the nation that they have to, if they're gonna be a leader in America, if you are gonna be an elected official, a government official, you have to allow people, your constituents, the right to confront you and speak to you and talk about any issue they want. Hmm.
1: You, know, you, you know, it's, um, it's, really, it's got really kind of funny. You, know, you, see, you see this authoritarian tendency in some of our, our government officials, you know, this woman in particular. I mean, I mean, she's not alone. Even though, I mean, it's, it's, it's really horrible what what, what we've seen here, but she's not alone in in the attempt uh, by government officials to attempt to limit speech. You know, we have seen this all over the place. Even that disinformation board that we were talking talking about here a little while ago, that really was an attempt to limit speech. That really what it was. They didn't want certain kind of speech to be. Uh, to be in, in, in the public square. And they will come up with this board and we're gonna say, well, what is this information? What is misinformation? And all that kind of nonsense. But this trend, this this thing, this woman just represents a trend of the authoritarian um, tendencies of government officials to tell us that we can't speak in certain places. Um, if you look at what was happening in Loudoun County, in Virginia, when they were, um having a lot of debates about the the, um the activities of the uh, the school board that was a school board case yeah um but those are elected officials and even there they were trying to limit speech they didn't want certain people to say certain things and all that kind of stuff and things that actually one father whose daughter was raped in one of these schools he was arrested Mm -hmm. okay i mean they said oh he got a little bit rowdy and blah 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 and that kind of stuff and things like that but who the hell who the hell wouldn't get rody if your daughter has been sexually assaulted? Who the hell right. would not?
0: Right. right? Well, well and, and it turned out that the uh, what he was getting upset about the father was that uh, the school board was literally uh, lying about what had uh, the, the the events that had transpired about his daughter uh, yes. to, to the whole group, uh, or I mean to the uh, to, to the whole meeting there, and and so he was upset about it, and so the police then tackled him and arrested him, and it was just uh, yeah terrible.
1: They were trying uh, essentially, they're trying to cover it up, right? They're trying to cover it up. So, they, they but, but the whole, the whole idea, the whole, the whole thing about these things and some of these school board meetings and now this city council and stuff like that is this trend by elected officials to limit speech that they, they don't like, and that's a real problem. It's a real problem,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, now that we've talked a little bit about uh, local government as well, uh, let's jump to the college campus because that's sort of the bread and butter of fire. And boy, we've seen a lot of videos of people protesting and uh, uh, trying to shut down speech and and in some case classes uh, at colleges. Well this is kind of an interesting one because uh, and this one is a recent article up on Fires' website so you can go find that. Uh, uh, They published that on November 10th Uh, but uh, this is um, uh, essentially a class on that, that were a seminar that was teaching the uh, about the problems of whiteness, which you know seems like kind of a suspect uh, course to begin with. But the, the point was that, uh, you know, there, there were a bunch of death threats that I came in uh, uh, that came in to, you know, against the professor in order to get them to cancel the class. And so they, they didn't wind up canceling it. They wound up kicking it to the next uh, semester, I guess. Yeah. And so they're going to uh, rerun the class then. But uh, it, it does bring up kind of a whole bunch of, uh, you know, sort of weird issues. I mean, you know, one is, you know, maybe is there an issue with a, uh, a class that's being taught that sort of seems to discriminate potentially against one <laughs> of the people that, <laughs> that, that is, uh, uh, you know, well, it seems like it's a public university. I think this is a University of Chicago here. But, um, but. Uh, no, I think that, the university
1: that, is a private school, isn't it? Is the university a private school? I yeah. think it is, isn't it?
0: is it okay the private school yeah yeah okay okay Okay. Okay. so it's Uh, a private school but uh you know still they're taking some you know public funding and all that but still even (laughs) then if if that's the problem you know should should we still have you know issues of of people you know throwing death threats at people in order to get them to shut up and then uh to to top it off it, it does bring up one other question in this crazy time that we're in when I guess you know it doesn't matter what you do. It sounds like you can get some death threats out there. <laughs> 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 then, I, I, I guess may, are 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 they reacting too severely to this uh, as well? You know, uh, th- w- you know, wondering uh, you know that they even need to cancel the class. So I, I don't know. It seems like there's a bunch of issues going on here. But certainly, uh, as a libertarian, I, I definitely you know hate the idea that somebody is having to be quiet because somebody's threatening to kill them. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> yeah, what do you guys a,
2: think about this bit of an overreaction right Death threats for a, a college class i mean these are massive institutions they have you know tens of thousands of different classes and everything from you know vikings and trebuchets to the problems of different races it's very it's, it's you know it's a massive um, establishment here and we're talking about one class problem of whiteness which you know does have a a, a pedagogical and sociological basis right that essentially goes into you know your your, you know, the history of, of, you know, in America, like colonialism and like slavery, stuff like that. And it's provocative, probably perhaps intentionally so. But still, um, universities and professors have the right to teach provocative classes and students have the right to take it. And it's obviously a popular class. You want to learn about it and maybe students disagree about whiteness and whether it's a problem, but at least to come away and learning something. And the issue here is that you have these outside actors trying to get a university to cancel a class because the outside actors don't like the class. And this isn't about them, it's about the students and the professors being able to teach and learn at a university that promises free speech. And it's really egregious when universities um, cave into these demands by canceling the class or rescheduling it. And so we understand that the class was rescheduled um, to still able to take the class, but still um, universities should not cave, they should not give in to these demands um, and these, these threats um, to, to move their curriculum and to, and to control what they teach.
1: You know you know i mean uh, you know you're i'm really torn uh, uh, uh torn torn by this this thing just you, know, you know the first of all the what stands out first to me is the hypocrisy in all of this, okay, to start with the problem of whiteness, which university in America will have a class on the problem of blackness True. okay that's the first thing which university is gonna do that mm-hmm. but even though philosophically I understand your point your point um your point, Zach. I really do, and I think I think uh, free speech should be for all, even even for offensive speech, even things that I may personally find offensive. I, I think I think the the right to free speech should always be protected. Seriously, except for those cases where the Supreme Court have deemed that that speech is not is not protected. I think in all cases other than those, free speech should be protected, even in this. Very offensive case that we are talking about. I mean, yes. I mean, seriously. I mean, come on. Problem of whiteness. Come on, for crying out loud. But maybe I mean, it's just
0: a labeling problem.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Don't sociology 101 right don't call it problem of whiteness call it something else <laughs> yeah, you,
0: yeah. you know the funny thing is you know with most of these uh, classes if they didn't if 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 they just had a sleeper of a title nobody would ever even you know get upset yeah, about it you know. <laughs> right.
1: and i am sure i am sure there are many there are many campuses and and courses throughout america where they're going to probably be teaching the very same material in the class yeah. But yeah. uh, with a different name.
2: Right, <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. Is it the title of the foreigner is it the material. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, and
0: that is funny too because, you know, we've heard about these these issues with the label CRT and whether or not they're actually teaching it. The point is that there's concepts that are sort of leaking in uh, from that uh, where they're even talking about in places like California that, uh, you know, math can be racist. And I mean, it's yes. just like, oh, I mean, it, it's the most objective of California. And, you know, the funny thing was, I I remember when they were uh, uh, canceling the uh, uh, using the SATs in the UC system because of some of these issues where they were saying, oh, well, you know, these things are uh, we don't like the way that they're metricing, you know, uh, uh, different uh, racial groups. Uh, the, the, The funny thing is that the foreign students who were coming in, we're smashing these tests yeah, <laughs> on the map, which means yeah. this has nothing to do with race yeah. on the map. Because, I mean, they would be the most disadvantaged group of all if there's some cultural you bias. Would think so,
1: <laughs> right? You would think so. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, so I, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are ready to move on from this one or do you have any more on it?
1: No, it's just just that, I mean, you know, I I mean, at at the bottom line, you know, truly, I would like free speech to be protected in all cases. I mean, I'm sure Zach is familiar with the very um, uh, famous case from the 1960s that before the ACLU became woke, they were defending um, uh, that match by the Nazis in Stokie, Illinois. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you're familiar with that case. And, you know, I personally, I find the Nazis very offensive, but I think the aclu was absolutely right to defend their right to free expression i really believe that but nowadays in our in our in our snowflake society you know but the snowflakes are becoming to me quite quite um quite prominent at least in the news you know and stuff like that where offensive speech quote-unquote offensive speech now they are trying to shut down the speech that they think is offensive Mm-hmm. No, we can't allow that. We really can't. We, we cannot. We, if, if we do, we're going to lose ourselves. We're going to lose our constitutional republic. 100%.
0: Well, you know, shifting now to the uh, last topic, our knucklehead noise patrol, where we try and find something uh, a little bit silly or crazy that some uh, politician or media personality has said recently. This is sort of tied to the education thing almost, because uh, Joy Reid recently on uh, MSNBC's one of their hosts, um, on November 3rd, she said that uh, essentially – that, uh, people just don't use the word inflation in normal, in normal conversation, which it's, uh, uh, kind of a, uh, a strange thing. And maybe it, maybe in some ways, but there might be some truth, uh, considering how badly our, our policy leaders do on, on economics and, and the inflation we're currently seeing, but it's, it's just crazy. The, the level of, I guess, uh, oh, gosh, I'm trying to think of the word. Uh, uh, It's almost pandering or whatever that to think that people are so uninformed that they don't even know what this word is. And what what she actually said was uh, the only people I ever hear use the word inflation are journalists and economists. Uh, So that is not part of the normal lexicon of the way people talk. Uh, So it is interesting that Republicans are doing something that they don't normally do, right, which is to use the common uh, tongue, not just common English uh, to sort of use their campaigns like they do with crime, Uh, but that they've done is they've taught people the word inflation. Most people would have never used that word ever in their lives, uh, are using it now because they've been taught it. So... (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what we would call it if we didn't call it inflation. Inflation, we, yeah. We just you say know,
1: when, I, when, I, when I when I become president and when I stop being a free speech absolutist, absolutist, I'm gonna shut down Joy Reid's free speech rights. <laughs> that that woman is so joyless. I don't know why her name is Joy Reed. It should be joyless Reid. This woman is a moron. I mean it's being, oh God, please help us with his stupidity and I wouldn't shut down a a free speech. um, Because just because, you know, I don't, I, I I disagree with her speech. I'll shut down her free speech for stupidity. I really would. Seriously. (laughs) All right. All right. YouTube. I'm joking. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Any thoughts on inflation,
2: Zach? (laughs) There's a lot to say about this case, but uh, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just say this, that I, you know, there's a lot, a lot of attempts by the left and a little bit by the right also, mostly in Trump's area to like redefine what, what words mean. You know, yes. like inflation's a word that has a specific meaning and economics terms, right? But you know, people don't they go don't say that word, say this word, don't use that language, use this language. It's pretty uh, it's a very subtle form of you know manipulation and control, right? Say oh we we're yes. not going to use these certain words anymore. So I'm always skeptical of those um, attempts by especially by authority figures, you know, like the presidents and by you know uh, people leaders in their field about these issues. Um, so I'm very skeptical and, you know, inflation inflation. It's happening. Everyone knows it's happening. Economic literacy is also rampant. So I think teaching people what these words mean and what's happening is always a good thing.
0: Well, and it's yeah, quite and, I was going to say too, it's yeah. It's a good word because, for it. Yeah, I mean, you know, redefining these words on the fly, and we saw them do that with re- recession as well. Um, we had entered uh, the technical yeah. definition of a recession, and then they said, well, it doesn't feel like a inf- uh, recession, so we're not really in a recession, but maybe later we'll be in one
2: <laughs> yeah. like, is it or it's not? Like, like, how dumb do you think we are? Like, everyone's paying more gas, right? It's, like, pretty obvious.
1: Yeah. yeah, you know, but this, but you know, I mean, I, I, as Zach, I know I'm not trying to make you political here, okay? No, it's cool. But um, but um, you know, but this is a this is a problem that we've seen with the left quite a lot, is the redefinition of words. You know, I mean, frankly, I mean, I, I was joking about Joy a little while ago. I mean, if Joy Reid have her own program and she wants to talk this nonsense, she should she she is free to do so. But this is a problem that we have on the left. You know, look at this thing they call diversity, I- inclusion, and equity, which is if you look at the acronyms, really die. But yeah. if you look at that that thing, who's going to be against diversity? Who's mm-hmm. going to be against inclusion? Who's going to be against equity? But when you dig down into the weeds of that thing, you see what they are talking about, and it's not but a form. Well, it's a new dream Crow, really. That's what it is. You know, where they're segregating people and the ideas, the ideas, the very thing that promotes. And further our free speech rights. they want to limit that. I, having all of these, everybody must be in the little in, in the little box. Everybody must be in the little pigeon hole. And if you are black, you could only think and believe these mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, you could only vote for these kind of people. If you are if you are white, well, of course, you know the white people. Well, they have a whole long racist history. So we have to be careful of what they say and what they do. And this is how we go on. That. They want to put everybody in these little pigeonholes where you cannot where interaction is not, not, is not even part, not even part of our of, of our American experience, and all of that is in this critical race theory and this diversity, um, inclusion and equity. But we are living in a time that is dangerous, and I know we are joking about Joy Reid, but we are living in a time that is dangerous, where free speech is under attack, just like the Second Amendment is under attack. And we have to stand up and we have to fix this and fix this before we go too far along this path.
0: You know, and I think it keeps uh, the public off balance a little bit. If words are constantly new words uh, are constantly being introduced to characterize things that, Uh, You know, the public wasn't familiar with like equity is a sort of recent new addition. It seems like to the lexicon where everybody who used to talk about the word equality now suddenly it seems to have shifted toward the word equity, and it's it just seems to be like there's always constantly new words and terms. And even with the CRT thing, I mean, look at the debate that's going on. We can't even get to the meat of what the problem is in the classroom, everybody's arguing over the definition of what the (laughs) problem is in the classroom. So it's just crazy. But uh, anyways, uh, I guess we're just about at the end of our show. Uh, So uh, Zach, did you have any last thoughts or uh, uh, anything that you wanted to direct
2: uh, our listeners to with uh, FIRE? (laughs) So to say, thank you for having me. Uh, we're at thefire.org. You know, we're, we're always happy to hear from people. If you want to talk about free speech, have a free speech to yourself. And of course, if you're a student a professor on a college campus that's been censored, uh, submit a case, let us know. We're here to help defending your rights. Awesome. And James, could you throw up the website real quick just so people can see
0: it? Awesome. And it's thefire.org. So uh, check that out and you can find out more about them and uh, uh, be able to help and help out as well. So, um, okay. Well, thanks so much uh, for joining us today, Zach. And uh, thanks to our listeners for listening to us. And uh, if you want to see more of the uh, interview with Zach, we had him on an earlier podcast. So go check that out as well. Um, And uh, otherwise, uh, thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you at the next one. Until then, stay free.
1: Yes, indeed. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness always and forever. Thank you for listening to the Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. Find
0: us on Facebook, Rumble, YouTube, your favorite podcast network, and at knuckleheadsofliberty.com.